Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Right now at Safeway, save on all your favorite home scents and cleaning products for a fresh, clean home. Shop for deals on items like Glade candles and plug-ins, Febreze air fresheners, Clorox cleaners, Swiffer wet cloths, or Scotch-Brite sponges. Plus, deck the halls and shop for deals on items like mini light sets, holiday wrapping paper, holiday candles, and holiday cards. Offer expires December 26th. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for full offer details. Hi, it's Luke here from the Custard TV Podcast. I don't feature heavily in this next podcast you're about to hear, and when we recorded and I've listened back to do the edit, I wasn't that happy with our intro. So instead of our normal intro where I tell you that Gary's in the London area, Matt's in the northern area, we didn't really talk about anything that you needed to hear, really. There was nothing important going on. So instead... I thought to start the podcast this week, we'd just have that old children's classic, Head, Shoulders, Knees and Toes. Here you go. Everybody, here's our staff. Gary. I've never heard of him before today. And Matt. He's a professional. Talking telly. Try it. Just for one week. Just try the program for one week. This is the Custard TV Podcast. The biggest news of the week, I suppose. People have been waiting all week for us to, to talk about this. What's on the food diary? Well, the food diary's been. Uh, what I'll do is a bit later. I'll go over to the food diary and read it out. Um, but I don't want to get up at the moment. I'm supposed to be resting my foot, so um, I will how, go. Into, well, how, I've, got five, I mean, I've got five days filled out of the food diary. Have you stuck to it thus far, though? Uh, no, the food diary starts on Monday. I had to go shopping to make sure that I had all the things for the food diary. So Monday will be the day. Oh, I'm the excited, food. Luke. But but the thing, <laughs> the thing is, Gary, I think what you've perhaps done, and this is you're new to this. We're all new to this. We're going through this together. But the thing is, yeah. what you should do is buy stuff and then work out from what you've bought what meals. No, you no, no, you no, don't no, write no, it no, down no, first no, and no, then no, create. No, 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 no. That's where that's where trouble lies. Because that's where that's where takeaways get ordered, and that's no. where cooking disasters happen. Because I come home and I've I, I, the idea is to stop me from misordering, you know, not ordering things or having things I shouldn't have. So the idea is to know what I'm going to have, so that when I get in, it's not a decision. It's right tonight. Boom. I need to plan a little better because you know, I, I, in my situation, I don't get home till six o'clock, and I really should be eating before seven to do with my medication so but the thing the thing is like last time when you had fish and chips on the list but you didn't have any yeah. fish in 
Yeah, so but as I you said need to... at the time, I was creating the food diary, not and now I've now I've bought everything for the food diary, so we're 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 at okay, day zero. I'm... Tomorrow I'm already ex- ha- oh, no, at what sorry. point Sunday, just so you know people might want to skip ahead at what point do you think you'll feel well enough to get up and wander over to the uh, food diary area well, Gary's seen everything so he's going to be pretty busy Luke you I can know. go and look at it can I wander yeah. over to it <laughs> yeah come down yeah why not uh, let's Aww. go over to Matt then let's have Matt talk for the majority of the podcast that's always good well, so you should it's not like I've been not like a worth uh, day excuse, and talking excuse, to me, excuse me excuse me excuse me Catchphrase, come on. Hello. Oh, let's start with Black Mirror, because it's the big thing everyone's talking about. Gary's watched uh, the first episode that's on Netflix in that order, which is odd. It's an odd decision to what to put in what order, I think, on this. um, Well, obviously, I don't know that because I've not seen the others, but yeah. I I read an article where it said this is the order that you should go in, but I've only watched so far Nosedive, which is the first episode, um, Shut Up and Dance, which is uh, got Jerome Flynn in it, and then San Junipero, which is the to me of the three I've seen the best one. But this first one, Nosedive, I think why they put it first is because it's got the big names in it. It's got Bryce Dallas Howard, yeah, it's got, Alice. Uh, Alice Eve, James Norton of Happy Valley pops up briefly uh, in a role that could have probably been played by anyone as uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. I, I, I think I think as well. It's also probably the most like the other Black Mirrors mm. that, that came before. Maybe I don't Obviously, know. I've it's a bit sort of though. it's a bit more humorous than a lot of the other Black Mirrors. This had this had a lot of comedy to it. The basic uh, premise is that uh, it's set in as all Black Mirrors are set in a sort of uh, dystopian future. This one where everyone wears contact lenses, where they can see like a rating, and you re- you every interaction you have. You rate someone up or down, and their rating changes as a result. Yeah, you rate um, things out of five, don't out you? Out of five, yeah. Your your rating and is averaged. Bryce Dallas Howard played a woman who was a four point two, but wanted to be a four point five, um, because then she got a discount on a new home. As it went on, she, her rating started to go down, uh, as the title would suggest. Nosedive. Yeah. She was going to Alice Eve was her friend from childhood that she hadn't spoke to very often. She hadn't spoken to her for a while. She said, can you be, uh, be- not best man, what is it, maid of honour at my honor, wedding? Yeah. Uh, and you could do a speech. And the speech you would be doing would have been in, a front, in front of a lot of um, high fours. Yeah. And she then could have got that extra rating. But as it went on, her rating plummeted. I just found them too long. I, th- I don't know if you agree with me. Everything felt a little bit dragged I, out. I, I would agree with that. How long were the Black Mirrors on Channel 4? Were they well, an like, hour for, with ads? Or were yeah, they a for, bit like, yeah, 45 minutes. Weren't so, they, I, I so I think perhaps, yeah, they're, they're yeah. about 10, 15 minutes yeah. too long, which is unusual because, I mean, I, I could, there are other shows on Netflix at 45 minutes. Yeah, Black Mirror was... Dive was 60 minutes. San Junipero yeah. was just over an hour. Shot Up and Dance was probably the shortest one. I think that was about 50 minutes. So that was closest in speed, in time, to what it would normally be. I mean, as a, as, a, as a satirical piece that sort of, you know, as a lot of the Black Mirrors are, you know, commenting on, on the trends mm. of the time, it worked. You know, I, I agree you with how, that. I like it shows the idea. how the Facebook generation, the idea of Instagram and everything is can be taken to its worst degree. I think the idea that you are constantly rating things online it's not out of the realms of possibility to imagine it doing like every interaction you can mm. believe it but i just thought it took far too long to get to the central conceit of she's going to yeah. this wedding 
Because then it turned into a bit of a road trip, didn't it? And she yeah, met the series of driver from yeah. who was the female president from Twenty Four. Thought it was all right, nosedive, but uh, uh, shut up and dance. I'll just quit without revealing anything. Yeah, that was a lot darker. Uh, some good performances in there from Jerome Flynn and the young guy whose name I can't remember. And then in San Junipero, which I think is is generally considered to be the best of the bunch. That is just a, an excellent one, and that's the one I recommend to someone like Luke, who mm. is in a massive Yeah, if you're band. not going to watch all eight, then which one should he pick and choose? And that would be a or good one. Or six, even. Six, sorry. I thought well, there's six, isn't there? Well, there's two. There's another lot. They, they commissioned 12, six of which are on now, six of which are coming next year. Oh, I see. Can I suggest that we, we, we pivot to Ordinary Lies, because there is a little bit of a link. The idea is, is that she wants to improve her life based on the fact that she feels disappointed with her lot and she looks at um, Facebook and, and Instagram a lot and sees other yeah, people having much more that, lives. Actually. I, yeah, so I that, thought that when I saw it. That it was yeah. That's the only the real link between that and the Black Mirror. Kimberly Nixon re, 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 reignites with an old boyfriend who we think just left her. Uh, and it turns out that basically he left her because he was having an affair and, and having a baby. And then she had a baby and terminated it. Or she had a terminated pregnancy. All of which came out while she was impersonating her boss in order to impress him, and I think in order to make herself feel better. I think this was another good episode. Uh, I, I do think this might be where I finish, because having looked at the synopsis of next week, I'm not that impressed. Yeah, Joel Fry pretending to be a superhero. Yeah, I don't know how I'll feel about that. Are, one. You, jo- they... are you joking? No, that's his, his secret identity as a no, superhero. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a bit like Kick-Ass. Yeah, it, or, well, no, joking? it's like vigilantes oh. or something, isn't it? It's like it's like the guy that dressed up as Batman and went around kicking all the killer clowns. That, that I tell you what, I tell you yeah. what, I feel like I'm watching myself <laughs> and my family. I think we're watching all the best stuff that's on telly now and right. ordinary lies. That's how I feel about it. All the best stuff that's on and ordinary lies because it's just not. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't understand the premise of it. I really don't. I, I, and think, it's not... I think the premise is I think this was slow, the... slow, 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 slow. Yeah. I think this Boom. was the nearest... This is the one that you could believe the most, I think. Yeah. I don't know if you agree with me in terms of... I do. Like, she's... It didn't go, like, crazy, like, oh, we're doing, like, a To Catch a Predator gang or uh, drug smuggling or My no. Wife's Dead or Double Life. This was understandable. This, this girl who's sort of stuck in a, in a relationship with Noel from Hearsay and she wants, all her friends are having babies and get married and stuff and she wants to create this life to show to her former boyfriend, show how well she's doing and yeah. I, I just felt sorry for the poor cat. The lie conceit lets it down because you've always mm. got to have a ridiculous lie. Yeah, and and I, I, think, I, I don't think this was that the... ridiculous this episode. No, but the problem is now I know that's the pattern. Yeah. I don't know that I'll enjoy the rest of the series because I know it. I know it's coming. So yeah. uh, whereas I enjoyed the first one because I certainly didn't see it coming, and I I really enjoyed Kimberly Nixon's acting throughout it. So yeah, I really enjoyed great. that. I, but I, I'm not sure that the rest of it will hold up. I, I hope mean, you still get had... more stuff off the back of this. <laughs> we move on to Class, which is the Doctor Who spin-off on yeah. BBC Three. Uh, there were two episodes available. Have you just watched the first one or have you watched uh, them both? I just watched the first one and then I watched five minutes of the second one to see kind of what it was going to be like. And I was happy that I did because it made me realise that they are going to carry on with this whole idea of kind of monster of the week or kind of situation mm. of the week, which I wanted. So this was like the sort of tea, because like there was the Sarah Jane Adventures, wasn't there, which was like the CBBC. Sort yeah, of this is one. the BBC. 
then there was right. Doctor Who, which is the mainstream one. You had Torchwood, which is the adult one. And then yeah. this is sort of like the teen version, isn't it? This is written by uh, Patrick Ness, who's a young, what do they call it, young adult YA fiction writer. Mm. He's not done anything for TV before. Right. Uh, set at Coal Hill Coal Academy. Hill. Coal, Coal Hill. Yeah. Um, Coal. It focuses on four, four or five students at the school. Uh, there's yeah. a girl who's sort of uh, really sort of high achiever, but she's a bit nerdy, is sort of arranging the school dance. Then there's another girl who's really intelligent, but is younger than the, the guys in college. I think she's meant to be, what, about 14? And everyone else is sort of meant to be about sort of 16, 17. Yeah, she, she's a lot younger. Even though they all look like they're in the mid-20s, that's all these these kids do so it's hard to tell how old they're meant to be a uh, guy who's a footballer and then there's another kid who's sort of quite posh and has just joined the college and you're not quite sure what to make of him and then it turns out surprise surprise he's an alien um and he's a prince on his alien planet and Catherine kelly who's a new teacher at the school is also an alien she was a freedom fighter who um tried to rebel against him and they both ended up on earth as you do in these Doctor Who spin-offs, um, but they are being chased by a group of um, sort of shadow people. This is stupid and crazy, but crazy enough to be good, in the sense that there's no premise of this trying to make this realistic, or they, they are just going for pure Doctor Who legend. I mean, the good thing was, of course, with any good spin-off, you had the Doctor in the episode at the end, uh, which sets up the show. I thought Catherine Kelly was quite good. Yeah. I, didn't think, I, I didn't like what I was saying outstanding, quite good. It was very, very expositional because there was a lot to get through. You oh, know, yeah. This is how we left the home planet. This is why we're here. Who are these aliens, these shadowy aliens? I did think, actually, that there were there were quite a few moments that were quite funny as well. I thought there was a good yeah. sense of humour about it. So, and, yeah, and you're going to carry the, on with it. Well, I think I'll watch the next one and see how it goes on. There was definitely a, 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 more of a Buffy the Vampire Slayer nod. Uh, and there was that wonderful scene at the beginning of episode two, which you haven't seen yet, where it's kind of like they sit and talk about how all these people are just carrying on their lives as if nothing happened. Mm. And there's that always that bit in Buffy of the other people not really noticing all these things that are going around. And how do they do that? So I did like that. Yeah, I think I'll watch the others. I think I can see where the series is going. It'll be interesting to see whether because Doctor Who doesn't Doctor Who doesn't start till next year, does it? So we get a Christmas special Christmas and then it doesn't special, actually. Yeah. yeah. Will they do a crossover of people from the class in Probably. Doctor Who next series? That will be interesting because they, although they did that in Torchwood, it wasn't it after the, was it after Torchwood finished? They kind of did that or was it? They, introduced, they, they introduced him on Doctor Who first, Captain Jack, didn't they? That was it. Yeah. And then, but, Torchwood characters did appear in an episode of Doctor Who, but not all of them or something. I think it was uh, David Tennant's last episode, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, the World End one. So yeah. I wasn't expecting an awful lot. Um, and I think it's probably a bit of a shame that this is in the way on BBC Three. Is mm. it actually being shown on terrestrial television at any point? Possibly. Because I know knows. that the, the some of the BBC Three shows, like the... Like the well, like, uh, they've promised Josh that they're... Yeah, they promised uh, that all be on there, but it's an odd one to put on sort of like late, isn't it? I'm not quite sure where it would fit. Well, Unless they put it on, like, Saturday, you know, like on BBC Two, like Saturday late evening, sort of around this yeah. time, maybe. Definitely. Have you told your friends about this podcast? Okay, here we go. No. It's just not my idea of a good time. Tell them now. That's what the people want to hear. This is the Custard TV podcast. Good to the last drop. From thecustardtv.com. 
we at the halfway point of the missing? Yes. No. Yes. No. I am. You're not. Ah, uh, you are right. So there's eight, eight, eight series. We've we've hit episode three, and we now have a little bit more information to fill in. We now know from this most recent episode, we know why uh, Keely Hawes' character is looking at uh, photos from a uh, roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know why um, aliens uh, in Iraq. Yeah, and we also, we also know now why the father uh, got uh, his scars. He yeah, we got the fire, to... didn't we, at the end? Of yeah. The... So basically, it's just the, the the character of Alice, who we think is Sophie Giroux, uh, but uh, is convinced she's Alice, starts to reveal at a very very. Well, she's not convinced she's Alice. She's convincing other people that she's Alice. She no, no, but she no. She reveals at lunch at dinner at a very tense, very emotional scene that she remembers a time when her and her captor, and uh, what she believes to be Sophie Giroux, uh, went out and were on a roller coaster. And she remembers it as a pleasant time, you know, and they had some sort of German beer or German drink. And this kind of explodes, you know, the, the family, uh, kind of the, the, the younger boy is just dumbstruck and the dad is trying to wave it off. And Keely Hawes is like really angry that she remembers a fun time with the guy that took her. And of course, we realise that she committed suicide uh, rather than was killed. She basically locked herself in the shed. She went out brother. to get the petrol, didn't she? I think this episode started to, to sort of expand on everything that we are expecting you know you get to a point in, in a whodunit where you need to see some evidence you need to see a little bit more it's almost as if we're almost at that point where we might be able to draw up a list of suspects of who really did capture them and who mm. really was involved the butcher uh, was arrested and put into prison and we see in one of the flash forwards or the flashbacks whatever you want to call them uh, that uh, Sophie, uh, Alice's brother goes to see him in prison Mm. and reveals that uh, Alice's dying words were to say, I'm sorry. Um, but obviously the brother doesn't believe a word of it. We have no idea who attacked the butcher's wife in the uh, no. in the butcher's shop. They had masks on. We also realise that she has a history with Roger Allen's character. Mm. Um, and, well, she was and... in the army, wasn't she? Well, that's right. But also there's two things. There's one... Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. He calls her, she calls him Colonel. And obviously that relates to when they knew each other and now he's brigadier. And then also there was the really weird scene when after Roger Allen has his meltdown and, and obviously, you know, as a moment of dementia at home, not being looked after mm. after the after his daughter is cleared up. She sits with him and he talks very weirdly about knowing a woman just like her, alabaster, alabaster skin. skin. Yeah. And that made me think maybe there was some Roger sort of Roger is absolutely amazing in this. And he's great yeah, in the I, next I episode think as well. If you have ever, ever been around anyone with dementia, he is absolutely nailing it. Yeah. Um, the confusion, the, the, the moments of clarity are, are incredible. And the dual like, timelines, because he's this very confident like army yeah. chap in the, in the 2014 scenes. We know that there's something there, that he's got some connection to the disappearance. And I suppose the biggest thing that they've opened up now, as you say, is, is Alex Reed's father. Um, Daniel Reed. Daniel Reed. Alex Reed was married to father. George. I thought that. Um, Henry, Henry Reed is the father. Daniel Reed is the son. That's it. 
uh, John Baptiste in the in the present day Julian uh, Baptiste Julian Baptiste sorry along with the guy from Trapped comes in and explains that he thinks that his father was murdered not committed suicide uh, Daniel doesn't want to hear it he's already gone through a lot he's working with freedom fighters mm-hmm. he's AWOL from the army to try and get rid of that and they go they end up getting taken to the front line and we get this situation where it's explained that he was making payments to this named person uh, but they didn't get the chance to explore that more because there was a, an attack by ISIS um, and Daniel as had to, as you do. But I think the interesting thing is, part the, from that storyline, is how much the guy from Trapped is now invested in the story. Mm. You know, he's it, when when uh, Julian Baptiste says to him, "I'm really sorry, I brought you here." He said, "I make my own decisions." You know, he's, maybe he's if they do a, maybe a if they do a third a third series, he he'd be the lead if Julian is dying. Yeah, well, we know Julian's not well. The other thing I suppose we should say that Roger Allen's character in the past has started taking some sort of medication. Mm. We did get a scene. We don't know what they are, but we guess that they... But we still don't know where Laura Fraser's baby is. No. One thing you didn't touch on as well, Gary, was the opening scene where you saw the camper van that that we know has got something to do with the disappearance of both girls Mm. is now in Switzerland and is a different colour, but you can see the yellow paint underneath. For me, this is the best thing on television at the moment, possibly of the year, but even through chatting it through, and as you say, there was bits I forgot, it's so complex. Mm. I can't watch this live. I have to watch this and occasionally pause and go, right, what just happened? And I, I love it that I have to do that. And I love it that I can do that. I think this is a show that will be rich in revisiting I in, think in a number of years. Of... My dad was sitting next to some people on the train yesterday and they were complaining that the missing is too complex and they want um, they want the first series back. They want, That was more straightforward and they want uh, uh, James Nesbitt back. But I think I think you and I, television lovers, are just... Well, lovers of like good proper good storytelling. I wouldn't say television, I see... Lovers of good storytelling, and if mm. you're tuning into a drama for escapism, you're not going to get it with The Missing. No. Um, you need something, because this is a complex eight-part story. They're using all eight parts to tell a very sort of complex story where nobody quite knows what's going on, even the characters, no. so it'll be interesting to see how they end it. Um, and episode four, you're even more sort of flummoxed about where they're going to go next. At the moment, this is number one on the list for the year. Not oh, don't give mind. it away. Don't give it away, Gary, because it'll all be revealed when we do our chart show. All be revealed when we when we count down the chart of the year. But this is a strong contender. Okay, uh, should we do Apprentice? Yes. This was the one I think where I've sort of finally got into it. I think I would say that a lot of people that I've spoken to about this episode feel that this is the one they connected with first. So I think you possibly were right, Matt. That me what and Luke possibly me and Luke as had had connected with it from week one but i don't think many people had and you're right you you know it's taken you a couple of weeks but now you feel like you know well, these people the task was take over department of liberty at london uh, find a designer to showcase mm. for one Pick day sell. and then there's personal shopping as well you know you, there's clients coming in and out that um have got a certain amount of money to spend what i liked about it was it was focused you knew what was going on straight away and also, a lot of the big characters have sort of toned down this time. Yeah. Jessica well, sort of toned herself down. Karthik turned himself down a bit. I think I knew that Mukai was going. Mukai. Um, uh, yeah, you pronounce his name. Bye-bye, Mukai. Uh, it, it, it's more because, as you say, he set himself up as the consultant. 
And that's never something that Lord Sugar likes. You know, he doesn't like people who say, I'm the expert, and then totally mess it up. And and also, Alexandra, as we talked about earlier, left just abruptly. And I think, Luke, you probably have got an issue with the way they did this, that she did it as soon as they went into the task. No, I liked that. I liked it. I liked just the complete randomness of it. And the, you know, but surely and she would have made that decision before they left that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, she did. But... You know, you have to give him some poetic license. I, I don't I, know. I don't with, with I, the X Factor. You never let the X Factor have any poetic. That's license. because I know it is. It is a machine that is. You know, done. If somebody left the X Factor mid song, I would love it. <laughs> <laughs> Just great. drop the mic Just and go. You know, this. Yeah, this isn't the most did, didn't she? Because the Apprentice, although we know it inside and out, there are still things that happen on it that. That have never happened before, and I just like the way it wasn't over dramatic, it wasn't overdone, it wasn't dwelled on a great deal. And she just said, "You know what? No. I've, I've, I'm out. I've got to go." Did either of you watch the "You're Fired"? I did. Okay, so basically, uh, Mukai is in Japan, so he wasn't able to appear in the show. So, so Francesca was brought. Why do you show. keep calling him Mukai? It's Mukai. Whatever, I've got a problem. Um, <laughs> we can't do you, all your problems you in one podcast. You can't say dwarves, so don't start on me. Um, have you have you worked on that at all? The dwarf, dwarf thing? No, he hasn't. There worked. you go. Yeah, no, he yeah. did just. Well done. Francesca was on the show, and she explained that basically... <laughs> no, she wasn't. No, she wasn't. Alexandra was on the Alexandra, show. Alexandra, sorry, was on the show. Okay. And basically, she explained that about five years ago, she would have been one of these go-getters, work 24 hours a day. In fact, she said she was but that since she's had kids, they're much more the focus of her life. And she was disappointed by the um, the lack of contact she was allowed whilst in the house. Now, Lord Sugar did comment on, you know, and, and I think they did in Your Fired, so if you've not seen the show before. But the thing is, unlike some other shows, we get to see what we believe is the part of The Apprentice. We don't see what happens in between tasks. So like we the don't know what happens. the amount of they have in that blooming cupboard in the house well, yeah. on your fire. So, so we now kind of know that it's basically you're locked in the house between tasks. You're not allowed out. You're not allowed contact. That. Well, I think we guessed it, but we didn't know it. I no, think I think I we knew that. that. I'm sure I read something about that. Okay. Years, I, didn't years I didn't know that. One but. thing I will say that's really annoying, and if you saw my tweet on this, on trend, they keep using that blooming phrase. They yeah. use it in every episode. This is so on trend. Oh, it's on trend. That's really on trend. Oh, ah! what's, uh, <laughs> it's a bit like Gary with his millennials. It just yeah. drives me mad. Uh, let's end with another reality show, End of an Era. Bake Off uh, finished the final episode. Saw um, some sad music here, Luke, in the background. You know, the, dun, Ian, the end of the Incredible Hulk type thing. Me and uh, Luke qu- correctly predicted that uh, Candice would win. Yeah. Uh, after a stellar um, showing in the weird picnic basket showstopper challenge. Uh, Do you not think that the technical challenge was a bit easy and then they kind of like ramped it up for the showstopper? Well, it's, I suppose it's if, if you make a Victoria sandwich on a regular basis, it was easy. But but even then, apparently, I mean, I don't feel like they focused on the technical challenge that much. They kind of they never really it. do. It's just uh, I I don't know. The technical challenge never seems to really matter all that much to the final deduction. Got Channel Four, cut it when you get it. Cut it, you know. I'll need to for the ads. Yeah. Well, yeah, true. This got a staggering overnight figure oh, of, yeah. six, of 16 million people. That's like 16, what, a quarter that's, of everyone who lives in the country that's, or something like that. That's unheard of. It used to be that an only four small 
you know, Christmas yeah. special would get that. But it's unheard of, even at Christmas. It's like an FA Cup the... final 20 yeah, years. Yeah, like there is 64 million people currently living in the UK, so that's a quarter of the UK population. Yeah. And I'll tell and you that, what, and that's, 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 a, that's an overnight figure. Holiday, is it? Yeah. And, yeah. And also, it made me angry or upset or happy because <laughs> all three emotions because this was the first one that I really connected with mm. this year I really enjoyed this year but um, I, I agree with Luke in terms of that this because I, I, I watched them sort of preview to write about and I've struggled certainly with the last couple to actually get through them the final I found so easy to watch and I think it was because they showed clips of them at home and I remember in the earlier series they used mm. to do that at the beginning. Every time they'd introduce their signature yes. at the start, they'd say, this is this person. We see a little bit of their home life, and then they show us what they're doing as their signature. And you saw, but you got bits, bits and bits of information about them every week. Whereas this time, we got a little bit of information about them at the start, and then yeah. the three finalists, we got to see them at home. And I think that's there was like a disconnect between a lot of people Apart from, as we said, Val and Selassie, I think, were the only two like massive characters this yes. series. Yeah, and, and, those and, are the ones that you're going to remember. Yeah, they stood out the most, certainly, I would agree. I'm not sure um, how fondly this series will be looked back on. No, because I Because I, I, I don't think the quality of... Bacon well, they did, on Thursday, they did a... On Thursday, 8 o'clock, they did a... Uh, going back to the class of 2015 and it just showed me how much I loved last year's series so many yeah. likeable people on there I got reacquainted with the bread lion which is still one of my favourite things I've ever seen on a cooking oh, Paul yeah. Hollywood stunt double Paul yeah I, th- I thought Nadia was brilliant I always knew she was brilliant but I'd forgotten how good she was in front of the yeah. camera and things it was Jamal. just really it was really warm that series yeah. and I think this current series lacked any real warmth because we didn't know that much about the bakers i don't like i think the only warmth we got was the sort of hint of the relationship or the friendship between jemima and jemina and wow jemima and puddleduck are the same pick of the week yeah why not well, for me, there's really only one thing. And I think I'm we're going to have the same one, aren't we? So, should we? Should we just have? Can we all agree one? that we just have? I've got one a separate one. You go first, Luke. Okay, mine is something that just sounds interesting. Sounds right up our street, and um, I probably wouldn't have watched it had I not put this thing together because I didn't know it was coming. It's a this world documentary. It's called Unarmed Blackmail. It's a documentary following the murder trial of a white police officer in Virginia accused of shooting an unarmed black teenager. Just follows the whole trial and talks about that. It's a big issue in the state, and uh, I want to watch it. So that's 9 o'clock Wednesday. It's called Unarmed Blackmail. And uh, me and Matt together uh, are going to pick Humans, which uh, starts on Channel 4. Um, oh no, I was going for Buble at the BBC on that. Ah, uh, fair enough. <laughs> well, yeah, that was my second choice. Uh, I would say Channel 4's hit show of last year, uh, Humans, mm. it, it, it exploded last year. I've um, actually already watched this, so I'll keep quiet while you... Uh... Okay. I mean, uh, obviously, at the end of last series, a lot of the synths were on the run, so it will be sort of catching up. Is the show set just after the last series, or yes. is there a gap? Yeah. Right. The thing so, that the thing that worries me is, as from what I like, I like their their interact. I was less interested 
in their interactions with each other and more interested yeah, the in the interactions of them with the humans. Now, if they are on the run and interacting with one another and Colin Morgan gets a lot of airtime, mm-hmm. I'm going to be less invested. So without, without spoiling anything, Matt... spoiling it, I think there's bits of them together and there's new synths that they come into contact with, mm. um, but also they interact with new human characters, uh, Anita especially, and also uh, Nes- Niska Neska. Yeah. Oh, the blob do you one. do you agree with what Niska. I said about them interacting within each other, or is that just my weird foible? You don't like Colin Morgan, then, do you? I really um, don't. I I understand what you're saying. I don't agree, but I understand your point of view. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do. Gary tweets about food diary things. Food, oh, food diary. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, uh, right. Okay. Monday sausages. Tuesday just land. sausages, nothing, nothing with it. No, no, just no, just sausages. What, no, I've started with the main sort of thing of it. And okay. We'll on. Okay. Uh, Tuesday lamb. Wednesday prawn stir fry. Thursday chicken and Friday fish chips and peas. And I haven't made my mind up about Saturday Sunday yet. Okay, so Matt, based on that diary, that menu, what day would you pop round? Well, I just <laughs> prawn stir fry on Wednesday. Yeah, I was going to pop well, that. Can, can you do prawn, enough I had, for three? I had one this Wednesday just gone. I had a prawn well, stir fry. That's, that's a bit weird. So that's the prawn weird. stir fry is is egg noodles from from the supermarket, uh, prawn nice. and and yeah. a sauce and some. A, yeah. Don't tell me it's a sweet chili sauce because that's what I. No, had. no, 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 no. It's uh, that's what it's I had. A, no, it's a, it's a tomatoey sauce, so oh, it's been quite nice. And a little bit of okay. a little bit of grated cheese on top. Uh, the lamb is cheese and... on a stir fry. That's a bit. Yeah, a little bit. That's yeah. maverick, isn't it? That's yeah, maverick. I, I, on uh, pasta, grated cheese or meatballs. But mm. yeah, yeah, fair enough. Well, no, but I had it once. It was quite nice. The lamb is lamb steaks done in the oven uh, with new potatoes and mixed veg, and the chicken mm. is wrapped in bacon with a little bit of honey. Again, with roast with uh, new potatoes. Do you know what? I'll this pop round chicken last time. Yeah, I took about yeah. Yeah, you sorry. say <laughs> you say honey. <laughs> <laughs> I say chicken. I know. That's, Has, our, that's um, our only mention of that program. Yeah, it? yeah. Well done. Uh, so Gary's at the Gary Show. If you want to give him food diary ideas, do it there. But that week I, sounds more than welcome. Sorted. But please, please remember, I am not a vegetarian. Uh, do not suggest to me halloumi and feta or rubbish. I like think that. anyone who's Ooh. heard that diary knows you're not a yes. vegetarian. The lambs. Oh, lamb, <laughs> And Matt is in the north, and he tweets from there on the odd occasion when he remembers what Twitter is. Once, once uh, a week, at, is it, or something? I, 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 I think I've tweeted a, 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 quite a bit this week for me. I'm at Luke Custard TV. If you want to get in touch with me there, uh, download this from the website, thecustardtv.com. Subscribe on iTunes, like us on Facebook. Come on, we want to reach 200 by Christmas. No, we don't. We want to reach 200 by next week. So get online, like us on Facebook, <laughs> facebook.com forward slash The TV. I know a load of people listen to the podcast, so just venture on to, to Facebook. Give us and like, like a review, not just a five star, but like a written review as well. Would oh, be don't nice. give yeah. people homework just because you write for a living. And I, think, I, I think it's fair enough. The nights are drawing in. People have got a bit more time. Thanks for listening. Now... How about a little bit of the wheels on the bus go round and round to finish?
download this podcast from thecustardtv.com. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the U.S. Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. That's cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP.